everybody. It's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny. You're very welcome along. It's season six of LOI Central. Hard to believe with Johnny Ward and Dan McDonald. And uh, later on, we're going to hear from uh, Johnny McDonald, who's coming in talking about Pakistan and the offseason. We were supposed to have Ollie Cahill on the show. Uh, he was a late scratch, a late non-runner. Uh, all is grand with Ollie, but uh, we will get him on the show uh, before the uh, end of the season. XPFAI. Uh, we're in association with Future Ticketing. Later on, we're going to give away four lovely beers from the Porterhouse. And uh, Dan, as if to stretch the theme of sponsors, you've gotten one as well. Oh, I don't have a personal sponsor. <laughs> do you? No, I Not don't. Yet. Actually, are we? Not a bad idea. Maybe. Per, do you know what I mean? Like people can sponsor. Um, people can sponsor an individual player. Like mm. you get someone to sponsor home and individual, away. Individual podcast <laughs> host for the year. You know, you can you can work with him. Now we have future ticketing. We have a we are we are a broad church, so we have future ticketing. Um, we have, as you mentioned, the association with Porterhouse Brewery, and also um, with Malone Financial Services as well. Um, we're going to be hearing more from um, them probably across the year. Um, as Chris Malone is an ex League of Ireland player with Dundalk, it's it's there. Uh, it's he's he's this is his company effectively. It's a sort of a a long standing family business, and they have offices in Dundalk and Dublin. They're looking after. Uh, they're specialising in serious illness and accident injury cover. Um, especially League of Ireland players. They've worked with a couple of League of mm. Ireland players. So we'll have Chris on in due course to talk about what the services they offer, um, which would be very useful to anyone I think involved in any kind of sporting activity. Mm. Um, and yeah, the website is maloneinsurance.ie and they're offering a free financial review for anyone who mentions the podcast. So if you want a free, a free audit of your, just of your situation. LOI Central. Uh, just just scre- <laughs> scream LOI Central and you will, will do. But we will, in due course, be hearing more from, from them. We've and, got a uh, new feature on the show as well about which you've reservations. Well, see, we have to... So we're giving away a, a couple of the, 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 the some porterhouse produce. But you've, uh, you've come in today with a, a, a mystery voice competition idea. All to be revealed later on. Mystery, <laughs> mystery voice maybe reading out... Uh, a line from a song of our of our choice. God, we definitely made this up as we went. Yeah, along, we we it? have, but yeah. we obviously need people to recognise the voice because we need people to enter the competition. Because I mean, we can't again have a situation, um, well, Pizzagate, you know, where we're like, you know, effectively it's just a series of people affiliated to Johnny Ward winning the competition. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think we actually, well, we have to we have to move beyond this. We've mm. actually said like the mascot d- eating d- a pizza. I, I might as well, dear listener, uh, reveal that Dan is very skeptical about the. The uh, mystery voice uh, idea. I think it's. I think it's far better than his idea last season. So we shall see who'll be. It wasn't my right. idea last season. It's a standard uh, total thing to a question. Mm. You know, it's a question. But we also should say as well. We're hearing we are, all of our marketing as well. We're hearing all of our marketing in Glass Nevin. We are back. We are starting this season. Um, you know, w- without restrictions like the games on Friday. Um, we have. Uh, we are trying to get things going again on the old Instagram uh, machine. You know, this is where a lot of... I'm back on Insta, yeah. You're back on Instagram, yeah. yeah. I, I want to promote a, a bike that I haven't cycled yet. Ward Wedding Media is back on Instagram. Mm. If you want a sort of... Oh, I don't know, what's the word? Is erotic the wrong word? But like certainly... Erratic. Uh, erratic, erotic photos of, of food. If you want to see what Johnny's eating seven days a week... Yeah, or, or erotic or, photos of food. <laughs> this is food, like... Ar- arty shots of like, you know... 
it's actually just Johnny because he's still coming off the back of your ankle injury it's a very narrow radius in Dublin but like you want to see Harold's Cross with a street light silhouetting well, down yours are boring out like oh here I am at Tolka Park or whatever yeah just you know on your job you who, who cares about your job who cares about your job I want to yeah. I want a picture of people like, want to see your car I, I want to see still life yeah, your, your <laughs> Ruby Murray as you call it um, but we actually are on Instagram at LOI Central Pod mm. very simple one to uh, to remember uh, but we are we're going to we're going to have to throw it out there and, and maybe people can enter competitions through that realm as well too rather than just Absolutely. because not everyone who listens to this might have a Twitter account as well they might have an Instagram account and we need to such as me we need to work on that no you don't have a Twitter account although mm. yeah yeah. well we're, I had to have an account for the LOI late night thing that we're trialing on Friday which you had a well I just uh, thought how many mediums how many hats are you wearing in, in the League of Ireland how many there? am I paid for well I don't well listen don't, let's not talk about that <laughs> I mean you know Mr. FAI here yeah this is, this yeah. is, this is the big development oh, I mean, shall, shall we listen to Damien yeah, there's been we some big transfer. Like we we did some pods at the end of it, so we we covered O'Donnell to uh, to Dundalk and and Clancy to Pats, and we covered a bit of Duff to Shells earlier on. But we haven't covered Ward to Abbottstown, Ward's which Abbottstown, is one of the yeah. big moves of the winter. Where all of a sudden it's like you are now becoming the official voice. Maybe the FEI could actually sponsor you. You're, you're you could be Johnny Ward in association sure with sixty million the, in debt. Well, I mean, listen, you, you know, the year twenty twenty eight bid sponsor and johnny you know some things are, are cheap but could have a value Let's, you know uh, but but you you were at the launch last week it's clearly you. i was but i wasn't there working for the working for the man you know i wasn't actually no. well you were you, the you, you you know you're one of the lucky people who has like a salary job in in, in journalism i do not yeah. So like I don't have health insurance, I don't have a pension, don't have any prospects but, in life. So I've had to work you, for you know different people. Well, you could have insurance. I mean, you could we have insurance. What was that, what was, what was that insurance insurance again? But but I'm just saying that. Hello, I said for you. You work. You present the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just saying. And it's serious. I mean, you literally, you've been, you've been, you know, your ankles had you gone for the last three months. I mean, mm. you did your ankle at the cup final, as we as yeah. we've been telling people all winter. After the cup it was in the pub after the cup yeah. final, but still at the cup final. Yeah. Um, but the whole point is that you what are you are now like now like last season you were the Galway United media officer right that reign uh, of terror that reign of terror is over now you are doing a bit of work for the FEI in the communication sphere are we now suddenly going to be mid-conversation and out of nowhere <laughs> you're, just, you're going to start dropping in well actually Dan in the FEI strategy plan 2022 to 25 I think you will find yes that is, is this basically it mm. you've been bought mm-hmm. is this what's happened here you're now yeah. a wing of the FAI communications LOI department. Central brought to you by the FAI. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> well. but, uh, you, you did make the point, though, that Damien Duff, and I, I didn't think about this, Damien Duff wasn't talking to Johnny Ward. He was talking to the FAI. He was mad talk to the FAI when he yeah. came in. Yeah, and Damien he was all Duff, abrasive. He was all Damien like, Duff's relationship with the FAI, some would say, is complex. Wouldn't be a, maybe a, a great lover of the FAI. And this is the interview. I mean, I think most people of a League of Ireland persuasion will have heard this interview already um, or heard a section of this interview already. But this was, this was Damien Duff's introduction to the LOI and the FAI. It was Johnny Ward. Yeah, we're now joined by new Shelburne manager Damien Duff. Uh, they have a very uh, tough start to the season. It's going to be televised as well. Damien, nearly there now? Uh, nearly there, yeah. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm not sure how long I'm in the gig. Was it three months? So uh, a lot of planning, building a new squad. Um, building everything really from from bottom to top so um now looking forward to it what's the joey damien dynamic and talca park joey o'brien in the house as well uh listen he's a great guy uh i never really got to know him too well so I'm, i guess i'm building a relationship with him now he was always injured with the irish gig or or i was injured and we we're both injury prone a lot of the time so 
uh, getting Joey in was just, I guess, hearsay. Uh, great presence around the, the the dressing room and the and the training pitch, and amazing detail in his work. And that's what top level football is all about. So he's a great addition along with the rest of the staff. I guess you're kind of learning on the job as well, the two of you, because you're so new to management. Uh, absolutely. Um, listen, when you become a coach, it's like learning the game all over again. I'd be the first to say that. And yeah, um, I guess we're <laughs> we're wet behind the ears, but listen. In 10 days time and for the rest of the season we'll see how we go yeah we spoke about season ticket sales as well uh, speaking to shells are absolutely rocketing compared to other seasons and the buzz seems to be back in Tolka Park and around the league uh, yeah well listen for me the priority is Tolka Park and Shelburne not the rest of the league um, and the buzz isn't down to you know staff or anything like that it's down to obviously being back in the Premier Division that's likely down to you now you got to no, say no absolutely not it's back in the Premier um, obviously still playing in Tolka Park where we all, all want to stay and I think there's an exciting squad as well that we built um, we got I wouldn't say rid because that's disrespectful but 75% of the squad from last year who won the league have moved on um, and good luck to them I wish them well and I said 14, 15 players have come in and they're very, very exciting. They wear their heart in their sleeve. It's what we're all about as a club. And I think the fans will really uh, relate to them. You are slightly playing down the impact you've had, I think, because we've a big name back, a player that I guess people can resonate with across uh, supporting Ireland. And it's going to be big to see you and taking on these new managers, young managers in the league, I think. Uh, listen, I don't see it like that. And um, I said it's... It's all about Shelburne, and not me. And um, listen, I know we'll win games, lose games, draw games, and I know it'll be probably a big story when we lose and and what have you. You know, whether managers are allowed to lose, I probably won't be allowed to lose. But that's the nature of the beast. But listen, like I said, uh, the club—it's been yo-yoing for ten years. Um, people might even call it a sleeping joint. To me, it's an absolute joint of a club. Um, it's not a small club; it's massive, and it has. A fabulous history and it's won possibly a lot more than other suppose a bigger club so uh, I know the size of it and the fan base etc etc so like I said I know what I've got myself into and let's go let's bring it on yeah, Shells have a brilliant opener uh, against uh, there's an old teammate of him Stephen Bradley um, just saying best of luck to Damien Duff and as many people will be wishing him best of luck across the league brilliant brilliant start as well televising RT St Patrick's Athletic visiting Tolka Park what do you expect it to be like when a goal goes in or when the 90 minutes are over because this is a new experience for your senior management well listen well I've I'd like to think I've done my work or most of my work so if I conceded a goal at under 15 level or lost a game at under 15 level it was the end of the world so I haven't changed. Uh, no, so I imagine it'll be tenfold when all eyes are on you, whether it be live on TV. Listen, everyone knows it's big boy football now. So, like I said, that's me. I can't change, and that's what drives me on. That twenty-four-seven focus is probably the reason why I took the gig because it makes you feel alive, I guess. Final question for you: What's realistic for Shelburne fans to expect this season from Shells back in the Premier? Um. Listen, just a bit of stability, obviously, and stay in the Premier Division. I'm not going to get carried away. Like I said, for, for 10 years or so, it's been yo-yoing up and down. For me, it's an absolute joint of a, of a club, so first and foremost, they have to stay in the division. Um, but more or less going hand-in-hand hand in that. with that is the way we want to play football. You know, I've been to games in the past, and I have my idea, and listen, everyone has their own idea, but I want to play a good brand. Um unheard of I guess for a first division team coming up 
to want to dominate games uh, that are fresh up from the first division, but that's what we want to do. That's what we plan on doing, being really, really aggressive. And uh, like I said, first and foremost, it's just to stabilise the club and stay in the Premier, Premier Division. Yeah, that's Damien Duff, manager of Shells this season. Himself and Joey O'Brien trying to bring Shells uh, back to the top. As Damien says, a sleeping joint. They start the season against St. Patrick's. on a joint, not uh, a sleeping joint. It's a just joint, a joint. Not a a joint. Actually, yeah, and that's, a, that's a fair point to me. No, yeah, it is, uh, and it was. I guess it's fresh in me, me mind because it's what I was trying to tell the players last night. You know, f- or last week we did a little presentation, and you know, first division clubs think they can come up and dip their toe in the water and s- see the how they go and go under the radar for ten games. That's not got, not the case with Shelburne FC. There's a lot of eyes on. There's a lot of pressure on. They have to fill the jersey, and like I said, it's not a sleeping joint. It's a joint. Um, I mentioned that late night LOI. I'm actually thinking of like hoping to nab. Duff and Tim Clancy after the game Friday night because I'm in Talca. Um, I, I mean, don't know. Should I wear shades or like, you know, there's a hundred thousand hits for this. Like, literally, Duff was calling me out on on the, whether I was sleeping giant. Which, which people who have seen the full interview will see that Duff also got the question from Johnny Ward about working against the young managers in the league. You actually got the young managers. I don't even team. You did. That. I mean, but it's just the default. You just mm. like this just comes out, and I was like, Duff. You know, you didn't quite get into Clancy Higgins O'Donnell by name, but you said oh, the young manager in the league. I, now, to I, be clear, enough, though, Dan, right? Shelburne, are they a joint or a sleeping joint? Um, well, I, I, the Bose fan who was called um, Hood Hastings on Twitter has changed. Is that his name? Hood Hastings, right? For after the Father Ted's character, obviously. So it's not his three. name? Obviously not. I mean, you're, he doesn't exist. Hood Hastings. But he changed there his might name. might be someone called Hood Hastings he's saying He changed his name to Sleeping Giant Reed, which I thought was quite funny after having shown the... Uh, I think he's a Bose fan. But this, he, he, Damien Duff has been called out calling shells Sleeping Giant in a previous interview. And this is this is the modern-day social media. You can't see anything at any time without somebody noticing it and bringing it up again, as Doug Beatty and all these other characters will have found out. So the, the thing Doug about... Beatty. The, I don't Doug, expect him to feature in the first episode, t- yeah. Well, actually, very interesting times politically up the north. Load of money for the Northern Irish Football League just has disappeared now from government, and they're up in arms over it. But um, sorry, getting back to Damien Duff, I don't remember anything. No mention of no mention of the North and the the FBI strategy plan. What are you going to do about it in Abbottstown? Um, well, yeah, I'll have to talk to them. About that. <laughs> but um, no, no, sorry, Dan. He, so he mentioned like save. He effectively said like Talca Park is our home. He said a lot of interesting things, but it was such a weird interview. I don't remember anything he said, and I came off the interview not apart from the sleeping giant thing. So I think Duff just has this kind of aura about him. But he was very abrasive. So I wouldn't shake reckon? my hands, blaming COVID. Not, not, not having that either. Well, you were walking around with a tissue. I did actually have to comment on that. Everyone so. shook my hand except Damien Duff. Well, Everyone. I mean, yeah. Um, but again, you know, he might Do you reckon be... he'll be friends with Duffer by the end of this no. season? Like no. you have 40 episodes. Do you, reckon we, do you reckon you can get to first name terms by the end of the season? Could we make that a challenge? Like Damo? Well, no, no, no. With, with him going, hey, Johnny. D double D like. Do you reckon we could get that? Um, no, I think by the end of this, I think our target for for like our fortieth episode this year is an interview where Damien Duff refers to you as. You know he's a mystery voice this week. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine? Like, sorry, Damien, just got your number off, Gavin. But you know, things some of the Duff commentary, right? I mean, I think a hundred thousand views. It's unbelievable. All he said was, "Sorry, we're joint, not a sleeping joint." A hundred thousand. But views. it was great though because you went back in afterwards. Like he, what he, he to didn't realize like, he probably thought this was like the end of the interview. I said, and you just came back with another question. But I mean, this is what. Pe- realizes this he was like you mean this i mean listen i've dealt with mcbennett so i can deal with duff here you know johnny just doesn't go away i dealt with mcbennett did you yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was i was i was i was put myself into your head you think that you was, did that was uh, but that's that that that, you can, you can listen to that in the back catalog any new listeners but 
um, I think some of the Duff commentary, I think just the, the Duff is in a, like he is a figure that hangs over the league this season. And I mean, I'm going to, like, um, to me, Talca is the place to be on Friday. I can understand there's two strands to that. There's probably a lot of other people in the league who would probably be, you know, offended by, they will, we will get grief, media will get grief for like, you know, obsessing over Duff and there's too much focus on Duff. The flip side of that is you mentioned like the, the amount of voices, the amount of interest he's definitely going to draw in, that his presence is definitely going to draw in people who wouldn't. Here, we're going to follow their results a bit, you know, it just, it, it's what we need. And then you have this whole thing as well where people are like, oh, he's going to walk, he's going to quit, oh, he's going to leave. A lot of reactions. He's going to be out of here. A lot of people that. are saying that. Yeah. But, it's, but some of that is like, there's a there's a little tone running through that of the uh, of not some people just like look at Duff's track record he's left jobs he would defend himself against that but some of that is a little bit of the LOI inferiority complex that exists where people are like ah oh, listen he won't handle it here he'll be out of here what I about the Daily think- Star football you can't always predict how your per- career will pan out emoji and there's a big face Damien Duff like as if it's shit that he's managing shells because well, I like where he's starting off well if that was like random minnows and to be clear it was the English Daily Star now, yeah. did, did also have the manager of Charlton in there you know which yes, is a, t- a, a big job. team in League One yeah. so I mean I don't think now in fairness it did look like I, I don't think this was like um I don't think they got their top journalistic mind to sit down and pen mm. this. This was just like, the fact that we're talking about it here, mm. it, it, it also said mm. that Shelburne were a Limerick based team, which, which you might say is quite interesting. That Shelburne is now suddenly like a province of Limerick. They I mean, may or may not be a sleeping giant, but they're not from Limerick. They're definitely not from Limerick. Yeah. We can all agree on that. Um, but I think there is an element of um, people just like, if people just, there comes a point where people, ah, Duff will be off. Like, don't make it a self fulfilling prophecy here, but just like, you know, just like niggling away them all. Is this, is this Go, why leave us alone. Why are you here? Yeah. Like, you never played here. the League of Ireland. Yeah, like, there is, there is that the sort of, there is yeah. that sort of leave us alone undertone to it. Why are you getting, why is he getting all yeah. the coverage? It's like, well, it's because he's one of Ireland's best known players and he's come to manage in the league and maybe like stop doubting his intentions for a while. I want to just bring let up him away. O'Brien a good bit. Let him away at the job. A lot of chat about Joey O'Brien's training sessions. Young assistant manager, is that going to be one of your teams for the year? You know, we should be talking about other teams. Though, we should. We, what we're going to do before Janak? If, if if Shells had any other manager, with all due respect to Ian Morris, like nobody be on, nobody be talking about them. They would like, be. Ah, Shells got promoted. Yeah, it should be okay. Well, UCD are in the league. Drawed and Harps will struggle. Shells will be okay. Let's get on with it. Everyone is like, I think the viewing figures for Friday night will be very good. That's hard to know. I, I hope so. Anyway, I think it's it's a perfect storm. Like, and they've RT have really marketed Duff in terms of the 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 video for us. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Tolkien when it's rocking is possibly the best atmosphere in the League of Ireland. Like it's it's so old, all the the din, the noise just stays in. Um, shells of Pats have sold out their away allocation. Bows have sold out their away allocation in Sligo already. Derry City fans accused of buying home tickets because they've sold out their away allocation in Oriel and um, yeah. all in week one. Oh yeah, this is one of your teams for the year. Like Johnny has certain. Teams well, after six to... years of, of my un, like un, season un, tickets enthusiasm, and you're always saying, "Oh, you're too, you're too this, you're too that about the League of Ireland." Finally, I, I'm actually kind of right. There's a massive buzz this year. Well, there's always a buzz at the start of the season. You know, yeah, no, there's yeah, way yeah. more, way I mean, more season I mean, tickets. I mean, crowds, you're saying everything. you're saying shells are back. Big. I mean, two years ago, you thought shells were going to knock out, would have knocked the champions of Slovenia out well, of the, why, out why, of the Champions why, League. Why do you keep bringing this shit up? Like, I mean, well, I'm just saying, you said it, Dan. Like, okay. You're saying I, I, I was you, right. You're just, un- just say I was Sh- right. Shells be, would have beaten Celia. To be Celia. Sel- Sel- but Shells yeah. have beaten them. 
Uh, Chelsea- might, might have nicked a nil-all draw, like. But, uh, <laughs> who did they even play again? Was that Dundalk? The Chelsea got relegated anyway later yeah. that year. But, um, you know... Yeah, Damien, don't find him to dominate yeah. the ball. That was bollocks. Why are you bringing this shit up? It doesn't matter. Anyway, Come let's on. have our whistle stop. Listen, listen, let's move on from this. You want to do a whistle juvenile, stop to Juvenile Beijing. Mm. So I'm going to do association the... Par- <laughs> I'm going to do the... More partners than Liz Taylor. We're going to do... We're right. going to do... We're going to do... I'm going to do the Premier Division preview with a line or an answer in each club and you're going to do first division okay and there's no I'm not suggesting that like I, a line like very uh, brief yeah, uh, your views on their winter feature I'm yeah, not suggesting I'm the Premier Division punter here and you're the I, first I, division I, I did there's nothing yeah. like that it's just you know you've probably you've, you've been ignoring the you're first you're more in tune with the first division uh, state of play so where do we want to start Premier Division we'll go with first because it's we'll look at Friday's game Shelburne right Shelburne are going to be interesting to watch not just because of Duff because if I watched them play in Cork last week and they are uh, trying to play a very similar system to what Shamrock Rovers play. So it's about sort of, they are trying to dominate the ball. It's about the back three. It's about sort of a box midfield, almost two number tens at times. You've got Jack Moylan there. It was Dan Hawkins last week. They've got Jordan McAniff back. I think they're going to be a good team to watch this year. The only slight concern is um, what's the Talca pitch going to be like, um, which may not at times be their friend if they're trying to play out from the back. A couple of times Cork put pressure on them playing out of defence last week. And there's a lot of responsibility on Dervin and Mark Coyle in front of the back four, in front of the back three, sorry, to help them to establish control in the game. And these are like these are good players, but it's it's asking it's asking a certain amount of them. They had Aaron O'Driscoll on the right of the back three, Shane Griffin on the left, Luke Byrne in the middle. And I just think they're a very new team. I think Duff the Duff say they've basically changed seventy five percent of their squad. Mm. So sometimes teams coming up have a bit of understanding from winning together. That's not necessarily the case for them. So we'll see how they is, go. Is that your Shelburne? That's we'll here till about three right, o'clock. Pats. Like, um, we'll give a briefer. Very briefly on that, by the way, Ogbeni playing against Sheffield Wednesday the night. The pitch in Hillsborough on Sunday was absolutely awful. I was like, we should not want summer football ever to end if we play in pitches like that. It was it was absolutely horrible pitch, and we never see that in the League of Ireland really anymore. What's Although, that got to do with Pats? Um, well, it's to do with uh, the Talk Park pitch. You say it might mm. be great this season. Same Pats pitch pats. will be always good in Inchy Court. You would well, you would hope so. I mean, there is weather warnings for later this week, so touch wood that doesn't bloody yeah. impact on, on our situation. Pats, I think, are going to be strong. Own Doyle back up front, very Mar- sharp Friday. Mark Doyle as well. Yeah, um, I still think you know they've lost. Desmond, they've lost Robbie Benson. We'll talk with Johnny Mac more about Pats, to be fair, so maybe we won't labour on it, but I think they're going to be strong and there, thereabouts. Like, their support is definitely there. Keeper's keeper situation is going to be interesting. He's unknown from West Ham, though. He can't be bad. Like, he's unknown from West Ham. Well, I know he, he made a mistake Friday, but he's unknown from West Ham. I mean, this is a Premier League globe, like. Uh, yeah, but I, I, so I'm not, I haven't seen enough of this guy to be able mm. to give any opinion, but I mean, I will say, like, I mean, we've had players. On this in this league in recent years on loan from Arsenal who haven't been anywhere near good enough so mm. like there's a lot of players at under 23 level under 18 level at Premier League clubs who are not befitting of that status played under 20 for England as well I'm just saying but mm. I'm just in general okay. don't look at a player where he's coming from so he has to be good he's coming from there I mean <laughs> there's fans who can tell you like you know Joe Carroll played for Arsenal yeah fair like, enough. do you know what I mean uh, All right. Joseph Alua Cork wasn't it I mean so I mean, let's not get deceived by that so Dundalk aren't enough we're going to test this theory because they've signed a lot of players um, from the UK scene under 23 um, some permanently some on loan um, I think their season um, the, the early pre-season results haven't been amazingly good nope. Um but 
again, like the the I'm not sure how many games they'll have played together with an eleven. Like you know, shells last week. You can see that they're this is their eleven that's probably mm. going to start the first game. I'm not sure if the Dock have played that in any game so far. So it might take them a while. Got to be your to, hit the ground one. Yeah, I do think that there'll be support there. They're going for a smaller squad. That's the mm. that's what he's going for, and that's what he's trying to do. Um, obviously, if you get a couple of injuries, that's going to be tested. We'll come back to them. Derry City, um, they've signed four players from the dock. I mean, that's I mean, I, I was surprised they got Dummigan. The others were obviously all going there in advance. I think Derry to play tough start, like the dock away. Shamrock Rovers at home next week, but if that sort of takes off, they got Maddie Smith. Um, they had their business done very early, Derry, with the exception of that maybe one attacker. Yeah, they were looking for so. I think um, I think it goes without saying they're going to have a good season. And I we're think, going to hear from Ronan Boyce. As yeah, well. we have Ronan Boyce before we, we go to Johnny Mack. Shamrock Rovers, not much we can really say other than they've got a really, really strong squad and they've added to it with Jack Byrne. Um, I think with them, it's about managing the personalities this year. Um, like we know how they want to play again. Um, they... they you know, Jack comes into it. How does that impact on Danny Mandrew, who was excellent last season? A full season, Richie Towell out of pre-season, what would that be like? Does Dylan Watts play very much? It's obvious Andy Lyons coming into the equation as an alternative maybe to Ronan Finn at wing back. Did they need another striker? You could definitely argue that, but maybe a Mac who could come along. UCD. Goalkeeper? Um, goalkeeping, yeah, situation. I know that's one you're big on, all right? Alan Manis is in his last season. I don't think they could... I think they were looking for alternative goalkeepers and I don't think they've identified one that's better than him. So why change unless you've unless you've found one that you're absolutely sure about. They haven't been able to do that. Um, you know, I'm sure Ed McGinty, it's like Rovers be on their radar, um, but he would have commanded a fee. Um, Not sure he was mad about moving either. Yeah, so that. that's one they might have looked at. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I know there are Rovers that are keen to point out that the Manus thing is wrong. And I know that there's a belief within the club that this is not an issue. So it'll be very interesting. I think he's probably pound for pound as good a keeper as we've nearly had in the league yeah. in recent years. But he, we're all getting on a bit. Oh, and, yeah, uh, but I think he didn't he, have a good season at times last year. But season. when you're top of the table winning the league easily, you know, mistakes by anyone are rare. And when yeah. they happen, they're overanalyzed. Totally. Screws. UCD. It's going to be good to watch UCD. Just the problem UCD have this season is that they're going to lose a lot of their best the players summer. in the summer. Yeah. And that's a problem. And Andy Miner did an amazing job to bring them up. It's not to be disrespectful about them in any way, but there's a slight fear that I think Whelan has... Uh, is, is change representatives now and, you know, was probably would have moved to, you know, probably would have viewed to going away in the summer. Um, I think Liam Kerrigan is one that... Um, is a very talented player, but they have this situation where a number of their team are at a, are are coming towards the end of their academic year when the summer comes around, and as a consequence of that, um, we have a we have a slight worry about where UCD will be uh, come August September, and we've seen this happen a couple of seasons ago when when they had the the departures mid season of I think O'Neill and um, Ferruja, and I think that was a problem for them. Um, just one thing I will say about UCD, like their website doesn't even have them listed as a Premier Division team. They've none of the player profiles up from this season. And I think like you really do need to take it seriously that they're in the Premier Division. They are a club that obviously maybe wasn't expected to get promoted, but like we do need a bit better than that as well. Like you go to their website, you can't find anything about them. Yeah, no, that, I know that. I, Yeah, there's, there's probably, 
I don't know who that falls on, and it's 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 a different club. And Should we, be better. We know what usually offers to the league. It's mm. pretty obvious. Um, they also need to get more people going to the games as well. I would argue. Like, well, I mean, I went to UCD twenty years mm. ago. The problems are the same, you mm. know. And being a summer league as well, there's complications with that too. Anyway, it doesn't you know overlap with the academic year, but it's a fair point. Um, Finn Harps and Drada. I mean, Finn Harps again. Finn Harps have lost players around the league. I saw Ali Horgan speaking about this. I mean, they've brought in players from all around the place. Um, from from sort of you know from uh god they have the, the first turkish qualified player to play in the league they have croatian striker has moved his family to bali buffet um his, his article well. in the, yeah his article in, in rt we struggle to find value for money in ireland was a really popular article actually on the soccer section so it's like people are interested in this and ollie's, ollie's i think i think harps to be fair strengthened the squad last year i would say i don't think i would be remiss me to say that some clubs with the, the, the PUP, the government payment that was there, yeah. the wage supports were able to go after players they mightn't have been able to go after mm. at other times. And they probably were one maybe in that bracket. Mm. Um, but obviously that support is, is gone now. And, you know, competing for some players is probably more difficult for them to have to go abroad. But there's 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 a gamble with that inherent to it. Draw the United are a team with Kevin Doherty there now who've been raided for their... You know, they had a firm identity for the last four or five years. You know, that Tim Clancy team, a lot of them started together, the younger players. And they've, you know, uh, you know, James Brown was a big part of how they played. Mark Doyle was a big part of how they played. Now they've, now they've, they've gone. So I think they seem to have signed quite well with, with Dara Doyle coming in. But I think it's a slightly different... Kevin O'Doherty would say would say this to you like it's like different identity in the team this year and they've been solid enough in pre-season they won the Malone Cup last week they seem to have signed a good keeper I'll uh, chat about um, the keeper Long Sam yeah. Long from Lincoln the Adamusu situation is mm. an absolute shit show why so? Of, um, well I mean uh, at a time we've had an exodus of players this winter and we've we've spoken about you know about this in other platforms but you know Ross Tierney John Mahan Johnny Kenny all the players going and Dawson Devoy opted not to go but could have gone but in, in, in the instances where there was like uh, you know fees being paid and, and, and sort of upfront offers and, and firm interest and stuff and, and David Adamusu sort of like uh, like an old school thing he's been sort of sent off on trial in, in January um, so during the transfer window off on trial at clubs where from my understanding I'm not even sure how like how engaged say the first team managers at all these clubs would have been around this and it was just something very old school about it. he mm. went from you know all this stuff about Bournemouth are chasing them they're not ch- you're not chasing someone if you bring them in trial to have a look at them mm. Bolton and then down to AFC Wimbledon none of them have taken them so his value is already now diminished because he's had three trials that have led to nothing mm. there was compensation due to draw there um, you know if he went anyway and people seem to think, oh, this compensation is some obstacle, but this is actually something that's true. But Adamusu now is now, he didn't get sorted in the UK, and he's not starting the season as a first-choice goalkeeper anywhere. He might go to Pats, we'll see what happens there. But if he does, he's behind the keeper who's been brought into play. So um, it just goes to show that when it comes to players who have a value, and I, I understand the desperation to get away, um, and that's just inherent in, you know, in a lot of them, and that's just the way it goes. But you need, like sometimes you need better guidance and advice you know and maybe players don't listen to it and maybe it's on him maybe he was given advice he didn't listen to but to me it just looked like he was being pushed around from club to club with stories about all this interest on him which clearly like you know if 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 you're gonna you know if you really want a player who comes with a fee attached uh, i don't think you're taking him in in the second week of january Mm. to have a look at them 
Um, surely you're watching them in September, October, November last year. Um, so I just think I just think it's it's backfired. It's bad and, advice. And I'm interested um, to see Pat's um, stance on trials and all that. They're not taking any shit from perspective. Yeah, and that's and the way like, you have to do um, it. Like Dara Burns had interest. Yeah, and there was there was the offers, offers but they didn't take them. Uh, Sligo and Bowes as well. Um, Sligo Rovers and Bowes. Um, both of them probably had to there's parallels I mean Sligo Rovers again today they've signed a player um, from New Zealand two Kiwis joined the league yeah today. Max Mata signing for Sligo Rovers seems to have you know again everyone listen their CV always reads great in a sort of a a press release format but he looks to have he scored a lot of goals in Estonia they have Jordan Hamilton an MLS Cup winner now clearly if these lads have ended up here there's always a sense that things haven't gone great from them somewhere along the way and that's the League of Ireland reality like something's something, ha- something hasn't yeah. gone to plan exactly yeah. and that's why they've ended up here um, but Bose again I mean they've lost a lot of players um, I, 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 not to interject but I think Bose is going to be great to watch this season um, I think Malin people forget how big a, an addition well it's quite top heavy Bose in some yeah, respects defensively like, and like, losing like, Buckley they've, be they've, they've lost Georgie Kelly's goals you know, they wanted to get Dan Casey. You don't think that's happened. They've Amateur is going to have a big season. a defender from Brighton. Yeah, Promise, um, I think, is going to be very good. They've still got Burton Coote. Um, they've got Twardek back. So there's a lot of reasons to be excited about going to watch them. Signed a defender yesterday. They lose Buckley's though. presence. Yeah, and I mentioned him. They've so, signed yeah. a guy from, from Brighton. Um, and it's that centre-half role. And I think as well, just leadership as well. Like, you know, Buckley was a big figure for them. Um, but, you know who's the captain you know like who's going to wear the armband and that's they need sort of mm. people who didn't need to have that leadership role before to come forward and take it and that's one that's been articulated but um, yeah I, I think it's going to be a very competitive Premier Division around I think Shamrock Rovers will win the league but I think you know between say you could predict between second and sixth say you could come up with all sorts of different mm. combinations I think you know I really think I think it's quite likely UCD will finish bottom I think Drawda and Harps are quite likely, I think, to be in that playoff discussion, unless they've unearthed some, the Harps one, unless they've unearthed some gems that are just can propel them. Shells, it's very hard to know, but is that sort of, um, that race, like that Pats, Derry, Bowes, Dundalk, Sligo Rovers, what's the hierarchy between them going to be? The battle for fourth will be very interesting anyway, um, you know, and I, I think it'd be fascinating. First division. I'll be, far, be far briefer, be far briefer. You, as okay. ever. Yeah. Go United are the only team not playing in week one, so might as well start with them. Um, not that much change from last season. They've kind of more or less kept with the same team um, and obviously, you know, uh, John Caulfield has a new deal. Um, they, they finished second last season but disappointed in the playoffs um, signed Jordan Adameo and basically will be wanted to win the league. Um, so kind of jury out a little bit on them but should should, should push hard to win the league. Um, Wexford are playing treaty. I think Wexford are dark horse for me. They've signed very well. I think but they signed. Uh, they've signed some high profile players. But are they, are they signing them as amateurs or professionals? It'd be interesting. Let's come back to that. Danny Corcoran, obviously among them, they've lost the likes of Moylan, obviously who's gone to shells, who was on loan. Um, but I think Ian Ryan, I think he hasn't trained in Carlo IT. Um, they've they've signed good attacking players anyway, and there's a couple of players on loan that he likes. Ian Ryan's well, well regarded. I think Wexford will go well. Definitely finish top five. I'd be very confident they will. Treaty United, um, they have a very low budget. They've signed players from Galway. They've a couple coming up from Dublin, from um, from Cork as well. Brilliant season last season. Patched together team. Um, hard to see if. They They'll build on it that much, but I think again, very, very strong chance finishing the top five. At loan will finish last. Watford FC. Why will that finish last? Um, too much upheaval and um, signing Alua, not a good sign. He's had more clubs than insert here. Um, you know, who? God, we might go rid of more him clubs than weeks. who? 
I don't know some Jack Nicholas or something like yeah. you know, whatever anyway um, yeah I think at Lone finished last comfortably last they signed a couple of Dutch lads three Dutch lads last yeah, week um, you don't trust Mark at Lone, at Lone finished last Waterford FC um, a lot of expect, expectation they'll win the league they've like amazing league they've kept on some players I thought like the likes of Patterson I thought would definitely be gone um, Brian Murphy obviously um, lots of good vibes Wordsworth Wordsworth I poetry emotion got to be got to be favourites to win the league under Ian Morris, who's obviously a very good record again. Teams promoted Bray Wanderers. God knows, I don't know that merger. It's a bit strange. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. They've at least they stopped the the multiple announcements of yeah Eddie, Eddie Gormley and Pat Devlin in. Um, I'd have reservations to be honest. I don't really know how that's going to work out. We it remains to be seen. Um, will Bray fans be like as kind of loyal as they were? A lot of people think it was a Cabin Tealy takeover. We'll see Cork City very good chance I think and um, they've signed well also they've um, brought in a couple of players up front the likes of I think James Dune will do very well for them Rory Keating's come in strong in midfield with Coffey and so forth um, King Coleman at the back Young uh, Keane Murphy they're excited about yeah they've a couple, couple of um, kind of bad injury blows um, they were waiting for Ali Gilchrist to recover from injury but um one the guy that broke his leg whose name escapes me at the moment midfielder that was very unfortunate but Cork I think the crowds will be big I think they'll, they'll be expected to push Longford Town obviously um, Cronin back there I think they'll be okay but uh, wouldn't see them really challenging for the league and Cove Ramblers if they finish fifth they'll be doing very well um Darren that Murphy was like that there. was like a, that was like a, a one of your racing spotlights there. You just you flew to it, tailed off at the end. Yeah. Uh, Longford Town, yeah, it'll be a tough one now for for Gary Cronin, um, and obviously Cove Ramblers would be the best they would do. Like it's a strange division, Dan. If Who finish, wins the league? Um, probably Waterford, I'd say. And the four teams in the playoff then: uh, Galway, Cork, Wexford, Treaty. So Bray not in the top five. Yeah, I'd, that wouldn't surprise me. Right, okay. Um, let's hear now from Ronan Boyce, who was in the team of the season last season. Another Remelton man. Remelton yes, has an incredibly good him. record we of spoke league partners. We spoke to him together at the at the, at the the launch last week. Um, and there was a, a, a sort of an interjection late on from his manager as well, who was sort of in the background monitoring his, uh, monitoring his, his, every his move. behavior very closely. You've done a million interviews today, Ron. So no, that's grand. This, this is your latest one. Yeah. And it's the obvious question: like, how's the, uh, the excitement levels ahead of the new, new campaign? Right. <laughs> you can see that like, there's a buzz around the city and all. Like, the season tickets, I guess, a record amount being sold out. So, you know, there's a buzz definitely about it. And now we're all looking forward to going. And the players we brought in as well, real quality. So now we're looking forward to going. You say there's a buzz. In, what do you mean? Is it just you can you can sense that people are talking about the club? Ah, going around the place yeah, again. I'm very big football, football city. Like, and I'm not from the city. You were doing all, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, when I'm in there, I get food or something, you know, and I stop and talk to you and ask you, like, come on, try and win the Friday, will you? Come on, like, but no, it's good. Like, and, uh, I think, too, when the football's going on the city, it's, it helps us out too. Like. So, from, did you go to the Bandywell when you were younger, though, or what was your closest club then? No, I don't even, but see, if I were, I'm from Melton, then I go out. Yeah, it's very McNamee country, uh, isn't it? Yeah, but um, Balbo Felix and Herbst would have been about the same distance from the Brandywell. So, no, I didn't really, didn't really go. It hmm. wasn't really a big benefit. So, no, I would have stayed my local thing, Sly Rovers, like. Yeah. I would have been big into that, but no. And then with Derek, snapped me up, I know, about 16. 
took off in there like so. And so where did Derry see you? What were you? What level were you playing at? I was playing against the reserve team all the time in all senior league and through immediate level. Like, um, I would have been playing against them regularly enough, and then they kind of they got on to me then. And a lot of people put on the word about me, and they signed me up then for under seventeen. So were you playing men's football then? Did you uh, think? So you were sixteen in with sort of. I was even younger than that. Day. I was yeah. about fifteen. I just turned fifteen, started playing senior men's football with my local team. Like so, now it was great for me. Like you know. Yeah, like what type of education is that? I mean, uh, you're seeing when your headers when your tackles, and all yeah. That. Nah, you know, you do, you know, be tough, like even though you're only a kid, like you do, you do stand up because it's man, it's ruthless at times, like I know all senior league is probably well, not at the level like of Ireland, like but it's still the same kind of motives, like to to be stand up and be a man because like, you're up against men, like. It's interesting that because like there's so much talk at the moment about under 15, under 17, under 19 leagues, and it's like a great opportunity for these lads, but you've come at it from that sort of different route it's mm-hmm. probably no harm yeah. I'd like to have that little bit I had, of I had this conversation with people before and like me personally I'd probably do disagree with the under 13s and under 15s really yeah uh, because I think it, it kills clubs like you know because if you're a young boy 12 or 13 you're travelling all around the, all around the country like and you might only get 15 minutes or something like you know it's not good for you like, and you know, that age you should be playing just trying to play all the time like is it not about elite coaching on all that as well I could be that too you know what I mean like um, maybe the coaching is probably better and the coaching Helping that way as well, so, yeah. They have changed it now. It's interesting that you have to do a minimum of 30 minutes game time in the under 14 league, I think, which is probably yeah. touches your point. If you're the 12th best player in that team and you're going around the country and not playing, it's probably not helping you. Uh, actually, yeah. a lot is good, like, uh, and especially they probably are getting better coaching too. Like you say, like, so not there's probably those accomplishments probably work better for me. I suppose it don't work, like, but yeah, playing men's football definitely league again. So, like, how did culminate? the season you had last season from that 16 year old to where you are today I just I worked hard to be honest I worked, I worked hard in my game because like, but this time two years ago I wasn't wasn't even snuff like I was in a few squads and all even like, like this time last year um, that last season I didn't play the first four games like um, and there's only a suspension Danny Panic got sent off it got me in so like it's I got a wee break too but I did work hard like the off seasons and all I put a lot of work to try and to make sure that I didn't want to sit in the bench like. Did the Higgins kind of managerial change uh, in favour of you? I probably did because I got the last three games before Higgins came in and I, you probably would have watched them and they seen you know what I mean like so and then obviously as soon as Higgins came in you know, three games they're giving me a three year contract so it's been good like you know What's the Higgins uh, Alan Reynolds dynamic like? Ah good day you know I that they're, they're two very good like and they're a good crack as well and but they know when they they serious stuff as well like and no they're they're two experienced coaches like and they're very good like mm. what's uh McElhenney, Duffy coming back into the restaurant and also Patching and Donegan but I know McElhenney and Patching is the best of them sure the standard of the sort of five aside keep ball is probably uh, the Rondos has probably gone up a bit that's it? very good um, that's definitely gone up with another level from last year like and but it's good because it can only make you better as well playing with these mm. boys because Far better tuning against them than playing against them, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, Mickey Duffy is or Peggy's from a few times last year. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm only playing tuning now, which is not so bad. Like, it can only make me better and bring other boys around up to try and get up to that level, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, particularly Duffy, like, I suppose, when you were preparing to play against them, what was the advice that people would give you, if you know what I mean? Like, what was the. I mean, he's quick, but he can switch inside as well. Like, no, yeah. it was the toughest. Like, I said that before even saying it earlier, it was the toughest. 
one-on-one opponent I had, like, and but but I'm and but I relish the challenge. Like, and it's good that he is. I'm up against him every day because that will make me better as well. Like, you know. Yeah. In terms of your own ambitions, I mean, the year ahead, like Derry in Europe now. Which adds something to the uh, yeah. to the equation. Like you know, you've been on the international radar. Like, what are your own sort of personal ambitions? I'm uh, just trying to get better from last year because I know what a good year last year. But it's finished now. It's done. Like, so there's no point sitting and watching it back and or whatever because it's, it's over. Like, and I just I'm just trying to be better for next year. That's all I can do. Just trying to have a better season. Like, I know it might be hard. Like, but I'll try my best to have it. Like. Tell me this: Is Rory Higgins one of these managers that, like, when you're coming here today, does he give you like a media guide? What do you say? Like, if someone says our Derry title chancer, challengers, do you have a, an answer you have to give us? No, like, it's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. Right, our Derry title challengers, then, in that case? Um, I think we've got to understand, too, that um, we're 24 points behind. He's, Higgins is just pointing at literally just pointing at yeah. So you are title challengers, then. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're 24 points behind the last year. Like, that's so. actually what Higgins that, that's, that's exactly what he says. It's 100% the style yeah. sheet, yeah. I mean, like, so, yeah. we'll obviously try our best to do that, but... It's all joking aside, it's a massive uh, step up that you need for this season. That's it, you know what I mean? So, we'll try our best, but as you say, I think even your people will still be successful here. It's a good answer. Higgins is applauding out of shot. The, 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 the Brandywell, I was there for a game um, before COVID and haven't been back since, and obviously a lot of games behind closed doors. A special place for you, Brock. You need, need the fans, because like, even last year, the start of the season, when there was no fans, we were really struggling. Like, and then towards the end of the last two or three months, we got all positive results when the place was packed and rocking, like you know. So now, hopefully, for the same this year, I'm sure it will be. Just, just find the, 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 the talk of Derry is all your tactics. Some people may say defensively that you will be under a bit of pressure this season in big games. What would you say to that? Um, like, it's your, it was the same as last year. Like we're we we're so good defensively. Like so, no, and obviously like Shane McLean and Cameron Dumigan and so no, I think we are right. And I think our, our back, our back, well, me, McJanet, and Owen Toll, like we're young as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we're on, I think 22, 23, 20. You know, so new goalies, huh? New keepers. Ah, uh, that's it. Young, so no, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get better every year. Like and no, we're looking forward to it. Like. Yeah, that was uh, Ronan Boyce, um, as Dan said, monitored by Rory. Higgins like some EU kind of mission job there in the in the background um Derry City what's sort of EU mission like just an EU monitor kind of you know one of these kind of monitoring like a border jobs. check or something yeah 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 avoid hugs yeah. <laughs> uh, Derry City going to be interesting this season uh, very very interesting Johnny Mac is in the house. Johnny, Johnny Mac, Mac is back. Johnny <laughs> Mac is back from Pakistan. Yeah. This is one of the. I mean, yeah. In terms of all, of all the things that have in terms of off season stories over the winter, you know, if you'd said to me. That I'd be looking at a video of Johnny Mac, Brian Kerr, Gerard Bryan, and Jamie from Pats on a billboard in Karachi. Karachi. Were you Karachi? Was it Karachi? Um, it would have been, you know, it would have been a surprise. Wasn't a surprise uh, to me. I knew before <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard a whisper after Christmas and it was one of these things that I actually tried to send some messages to people and it was like, I was actually typing it out going, this is a really weird request. If you're an Anthony about Pat's going to Pakistan and it's like, it's almost one of those things you're thinking, is this a wind up of some description? But apparently you were there. So we were there, we landed back home safe and well. Brilliant adventure. So te- tell us about it. Like what's, because we actually did put out something for messages earlier on to people. And to be fair, there's a couple of messages saying the same thing. Um, can you ask Johnny what the thinking is behind the Pats Pakistan project just can't understand how or why this is money well spent 
by an LOI club. Now, I'm not sure what money has been spent at all by Pats. To me, I would, my understanding of it, I could be wrong, is that I'll, I'll you're, you're all-expenses-paid guest. I'll, um, I'll try and make a long story short. A company called GSV are behind yeah. this uh, uh, global soccer venture. So, mm. And Red Strike, uh, an Irish guy... Uh, Mike Farnham, Mike is Farnham's it? working with them. So Garrett met him through business and stuff like that. So financed by, basically by them. Looking to get players, uh, Asian players to bring them back into Europe. And Gareth said, you know, could we get them in through Pats? Could he play here? Would he be good enough? So let's go and see what the players were like, basically. And that's the short, short story. There's no league it. in Pakistan. No right? league, no league. They they don't have any international teams. Something happened. It's with, to do with their with, geopolitical history. And okay. Whatnot. Yeah. So uh, look, we went there as football people. Got there. We had three lads also there from Belgium who went around the 10 cities and they brought us back 78, 80 players for the final uh, three days. Right. And we assessed the players over three days, basically, and we picked 28 oh. for the final game. And we picked 20 out of them and probably out of that 24 or 5 will make their way here probably between now and August. And that's to go into maybe the under-19 team. 17-19s and... There's probably one or two could be close enough to maybe breaking into squad first team. And what age are they? These uh, the oldest would be 20, 22, nearly 22, and 16 is the youngest. And was that like an age limit put on, you know, like the, the recruitment drive or whatever? That was it? Yeah, it, it would have been to look at them, to bring them in, to go maybe with the 17s, 19s, and try and get them ready then to see could he go into first team squads. Right. Uh, lots of... Stuff to go around that visas, you know, underage players traveling on their own, all that stuff. So, the Pakistani community have been in touch with the ambassador, Pakistani ambassador, with Pats as well. So they're dealing with all that end of it. I wouldn't have the the answers to all that, but you know, with, with them coming in with visas and stuff like that. So they're dealing with that. We just dealt with the players, the quality of the players, how they were, what, where we thought they would fit in, how many of them we talk would be possible to bring over and basically that's what we done I, I, I spoke to you last night about this and two things struck me um, your, your enthusiasm for what happened but also like you, you referenced the fact that you know we don't think of Pakistan as a football nation but Pakistan is massive and like there are lots of parts of Pakistan like for example bordering Iran where yeah. they, might, they may be completely different you said some of the, sta- the Stan republics as well um, but you were like saying some technically good players that, that came Just from different regions kind of. 220 million people in Pakistan mm. most of them mad about cricket mm. so you know, the, the the regions that the players probably came from, some from Karachi, but mostly from the northern cities. Like, as you said, Johnny, bordering the Uzbekistan's, the Chinas, yeah. the Tehran. Uh, different, diverse uh, cultures, diverse looking fellas, mm. you know. And But the players that we've seen, you asked me the question, technically, physically, yet mentally, were good enough what we looked at they don't play in structured leagues because they don't have a structured league. So they might play in tournaments and then they might play for a few weeks. So Literally street footballers. Basically, basically, Daniel. And some of the players, I was really surprised. I spoke to you last night, Johnny, about this. You know, looking at them and saying, would I, from my experience as a, as a manager, I'd say, would he be ready to play in a, in a first team? Maybe not, but if you brought him in for two 
two months or three months to work training with the first team and all the support structures that would be around a player support there I would say there'd be one or two of them would be close to being in around that area and what's in it for Pats here yeah, I, I suppose what's in it for Pats is uh, the publicity about it the, the players getting the player through coming from from that part of the world from Asia from Pakistan Involving the Pakistani community and stuff like that, so which is massive. massive. You're yeah. a taxi driver. Yeah. I, the, the the number of Pakistani taxi driver in Dublin, I think, is about forty percent at the right. moment. So I was talking to one, like, and it's this community is obviously grown. Like, but it's it it, it was big business over there. Mm. The the whole thing was really big business. It was the kids came from everywhere. They were coming down eighteen hours to it. Really? To, yeah. Yeah. The the the, the country is huge. So. The Karachi was the, the, the final... The hub of it, yeah. yeah but Johnny, to be fair, has spoken to every taxi driver in Dublin. He's even tried to bung a lift off you, you know, since you've come in here today. So I, would I, actually, haven't, I haven't tried, I actually his, have bunged His them. stats on taxi drivers, I would actually believe. And I assume mm. you can whistle the Pakistani anthem. Many well. times. You have. Many times. But, like, so I assume, I mean, of course you want the players, to Pats want the players to come in and hopefully find a player, but I guess there's an element of trying to tap into the community and develop oh, commercial opportunities around. let's be honest like no, there's an element no, of course of the, the, that's what you need to I do I would here. say from that end and why not why not yeah. if, well, we know, failed in the League of Ireland in that regard like, we why, haven't why not involve people you know why not bring people in that mm. are not there that's that's a given isn't it like to involve people and involve people that some of their players if you were in New York and a player fella come over to play you'd watch him play in whatever yeah. sport so mm. you know uh, yeah, why not? Why not? I have them on board as uh, huge Pakistani community. But again, from from that end, that's the club's end. They they deal with that end of it. From my end, it was to go and see the players, how they were, technically, as I said. And I was really, really surprised. Really surprised. And Michael Owen, is he like an ambassador for yeah. the... GSV, GSV. Yeah, yeah. so he's they've hired he him to be sort of a face because he I saw like his face is obviously yeah. appearing on some of the branding and stuff basically he right? didn't put his boots on let's put it like yeah. that mm. he yeah. wasn't there though was he he was there initially oh, when, he? They, when, they, when they launched it yes oh, so okay. there was there was a couple of d- different times they when they launched it and then when the initial coaches went out to the 10 different cities to bring back the, the last 70 or 80 players so there's been a few things going on but he was there for the initial launch okay Okay, yeah, it's an interesting thing. How was the trip generally? It was brilliant. Like, I mean, it uh, you know, the GSV looked after us. They flew us out first class. Everything was in order. The hotel was fine. Food was fine. The people were fantastic, I have to say. The they, people uh, that part like, of the world are so friendly. Like They were just, you, you know, they were, they were asking questions, what do you think of the place? There were just people just trying to get on with their lives. Like. Mm-hmm. Now, Karachi is 22 million people, so... There's rich and there's poor, and it's typical of what you would see. Traffic mayhem, but didn't see any accidents. But they, they're unbelievably adept drivers in the Middle East. Like it's incredible. It, it, it was just phenomenal. The, the vast amount of people around and the volume of things, of cars, of people, of motorbikes, of everything. But uh, but look, as I said, looked after us fantastic. Had everything done. There was no kind of scrimping and scraping. Everything was done hundred percent. Anything you wanted was laid on. Whatever you asked for was there. So the support structures from GSV and the, and the people on the ground of Pakistan, the local coaches as well, uh, was was brilliant. Great. And do you go back again now, or is it the next stage that they come to you effectively? Is this uh, hopefully that's what it would be? But you know they've built up a database now of all the players from say sixteen up to twenty one, twenty two. So I, I I said to Brian, I, I we looked at the players at the end of it, and I said like. With this 28 players, if you had them as a squad for three months and again you worked with them 
for three months and gave them all the support structures, as I said. And I'm only going from OEOE when I was at the Faroes. They would be a really good under 21 international team. Okay, that's a good day. Yeah, Faroes is actually a good parallel, a, I suppose. Yeah. So that's the only way I could describe it. There was, you know, the, the guys are so... They were so ambitious. They wanted to get there. They wanted to do well. They wanted to show you how good they were. But this is the thing as well. It's kind of like um, one of these reality TV shows where like they're waiting to get the nod to say you're through to the next round. And yeah. There'll be a lot of extremely disappointed Pakistani young footballers who are not going to make it. But, but this is the... But, 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 and you're right, Johnny, and, 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 and anything like that, there will be people disappointed. But if this is the first time they're going to do this, like we were saying, get the database from there, from 16 up... Now they need to go and go to 13s and 14s and build up their database of players from all over and start start their leagues. Like There's no Dublin District Schoolboy League there. There's yeah, no Kennedy Cup. Actually. There's nothing. Like, it's yeah. just, we'll play you and, we, you know, it's just literally like that. And I they presume Kevin play. Brannigan went out and did a documentary on this. I mean, this I know, is right up his no, street. No, like. no that, was a, that was a different article. <laughs> different article. That was a different animal article. Yeah. But, uh, but no, look, you know... It, some people would say, well, should the brute out there? What's what's out there? There's nothing there. And I went, brilliant. There's nothing there. Let's build something. Start something. And, yeah. I, you know, I would have been, as I said, w- w- with the younger players, you could definitely put a team together. And so what GSV are planning to do, to answer probably your questionnaire as well, Daniel, they're going to try and set up a six-team league initially. Okay. Right. So they look at the cricket over there. They franchise the teams out. Karachi, Islamabad, and whatever. And... Initially, have a, a, a league for t- two months and then build that up. So, next year, you might have a 10 teams. So, it might take two or three years yeah. to do that. Bringing in players from maybe outside, you know, to make it a bit sexy or whatever you want to call it or, or experience. But ideally, to bring their players through and then maybe their players again in Pakistan to go and play outside Pakistan. Yeah. So, that would benefit their international team. Yeah. So, does it, does it, there's two pictures here. So the picture, the first picture is the GSV. It's a commercial venture for them, you know, because mm. they want to set up the, course, the league, yeah. right? For me, when I got there, I went, oh my God, there's so much that could be done from a football point of view. Mm. So a bit like, your, you know, you know, what's the song they, they, they play and they give, us a, give them a ball in the yard of grass. Give me, mm. give me a, ball, a bag of balls and a few bibs and mm. a bit of grass and we coached. The coaches need to be coaches, coached. The players need to be coached. So there's so... The opportunity there, I think, is huge. Absolutely huge. So yeah. a lot of nice young men with lovely smiles out there. That's yeah. them. That's oh, the yeah. song. Yeah. But, 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 but it's mad like that that it neighbours Iran. Iran have just qualified for the World Cup. Is massive football yeah. nation. Pakistan obviously just isn't. Well, yeah. Well, the, I think the third party interference is the reason why they're banned from mm. FIFA as well. So there's, I mean, there's, and I think that's been resolved yeah, as well. I yeah. think they're in the middle of that at the moment. So you know, there's a lot of uh, expats like lads from living in London, Pakistani lads. So that's where the, the link we're is. Trying to work well. that out. Uh, Look, it's 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 a big venture for them, but as I said, they're on the ground. You can only build it up. So, actually, uh, who who did you share the plane? Who was beside you on the plane over then? You, Brian Kerr, and Gerald Brian Ger- and Jamie Jamie. So, what was the chat like? It's a long flight to Karachi via Istanbul, probably. They were first class, Johnny. They were probably weren't talking to each other. They were getting so, served. Only Gargi you could get because it's no, not really uh, totally no, no, totally professional. Totally enormous no. work job was done. And uh, what was the chat about St. Pat's? Brian Kerr called Stephen O'Donnell's departure a disgrace in the off season. What was the chat about Tim Clancy? coming in and um, obviously you can't tell us everything now but give us Johnny give, 
What's on tour stays on tour. <laughs> well, Eddie Lawler was actually on to us going. Eddie Lawler messaged us going. Ask Johnny what's Pakistan like. You've sort of given us that. What's the food like? How was Brian Kerr eating a meal? I mean, it's just suggested like what, Brian. What happens on tour? I, I, I didn't think Brian would be one of these people. Brian's well traveled. I wouldn't have thought yeah. he's one of these people who'd be like, you know. Not having that. Yeah. No, he'd be finicky enough about what's Oh, would he? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's one of those. I, I, the, the hotel was fantastic. The food was fantastic. And uh, I didn't have any problems at all. So. What was on the menu like of an evening? Chicken, beef, rice. Oh, see, you're you're traveling first class here, like you know. But in the hotels, it was steak, anything you wanted. Mm. Basically, Ah, it was all Western food. It was ah, you weren't out, and you weren't out on the streets. No, there was there was a kind of you can't really go out. Like okay, again, with the setup of the place, I think you know there's so many poor people living Mm. on the streets. Mm. There was people sweeping up and then there's mm. other people driving around in beautiful cars but, mm. you know so there's the rich I don't think there's any middle bit mm. and then you're you know yeah. I think the, 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 somebody was saying that the salary for you know just the average the Mary or Johnny over there was like 100 to 200 euros a month mm. yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, oh, yeah. so you know and then after that then you've got your but anyone that had like this, there was six private security police and then the army the army supposedly are they run the country mm. you know mm. so they spend vast amount of money on military billions on military yeah what was what was the chat about what was the chat about packs <laughs> like general hopes for the season and so on and so forth uh, just the general stuff johnny yeah. what we'd be talking about here i'd say you know new team new team in new squad in new manager in all that stuff you know mm. getting to europe again i think would be what the, what what they would be looking to do again next season and is that is that is that is that the ceiling of what they can do this year? Because like they, they came second last year. Um, so a team that comes second, I mean, where where else do you aim for? But to finish first. But the flip side is they've lost some. Yeah. They lost the management team, some of the management team, and some big players. So does that check that ambition, or is this a little bit stick below the radar? You know what I mean? I don't think you show your full hand. In fairness, of what was me, you, you know, you're bringing in new players. It depends what players you bring in. They played the President's Cup the other day. Pats probably should have won the game. You watched that game. Didn't see it, Johnny. No, mm. but Pat Stephen Bradley said that uh, Pat's probably should have won the game. So that you know, for starting off for Tim Clancy, that that would definitely give them hope, give the players hope. But you're looking at a rover squad where you've two and three players for each position, top players. You know, Pat's are probably looking to get players in from on loan and elsewhere, and I think the other clubs as well. But that's. <laughs> uh, but look, Rovers, uh, you know, streaks ahead. And, and I've said this on this program before on this podcast that it took Shamrock Rovers four years to catch Dundalk. They finished 20 points behind him, 22 points behind him. Is that fair enough to say, yeah, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. And it took them that amount of time. They stuck at it. The club stuck with Stephen Bradley. They stuck, you know, and they got it right in the end. And, and they're now the kingpins, the way Dundalk were, were a few years ago. Whether they spend their money right with the way Dundalk did or not, I don't know. That's their own business. Mm, People yeah. have to run their own... Uh, uh, their own clubs, but uh, for Pats, probably not the same financial position because the the, the they've signed on Doyle. They're yeah. still are able to push the boat out yeah. at times. I mean, I think it did appear from the outside that, and this is very much from the outside, but the way in which the previous management team left seemed to like rile some people there who all of a sudden were quite happy to say, okay, 
Garrett was happy to go and get Owen Doyle and Garrett was a very short conversation in terms of bringing him in so there is some support being given there to the push and there's the Banquo money coming in as well in due course well it depends how far that deal goes along the way mm. of course you Udinese look I'm not in, the, in there I'm just giving my opinion no of course this is yeah. an independent yeah, opinion absolutely yeah. and uh, look you know again it's about you know years ago you could kind of pull a team together and get it right for the season and then you could maybe win a league. I just think Rovers have too much clout at the moment. For everyone. Did, uh, absolutely. Can anyone challenge them? I think, Derry? Uh, Derry, we, we spoke about the, the finances at Derry and, and you know, them, them getting their team together a little bit of time. I think Derry be there and thereabouts. Uh, but I just think Rovers just have too much clout at the moment. Now, Dan, Dan's point though is that the one thing that you'd say is that they have an awful lot of personalities to manage and keep happy in the dressing room. And, and Rovers think, this is, I think, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rovers. Rovers. I think that's a very, very good point because Jack Byrne has come in. They have about eight midfielders, only obviously four of which can play give or take. So a lot of people are going to be not playing. But are you buying players like, you know, what they used to do years ago? You'd buy a player so somebody else, you'd, you'd sign a player so somebody else would get. Is that good business or bad business? And that goes back to your question, Johnny, about how do you keep the eight midfielders happy? Will we only sign Johnny Ward and Johnny McDonald because we don't want them to go to Pats or Sligo or Do you think really, the only thing they would say they've only signed two players this mm. winter which was Jack Byrne mm. and Andy Lyons yeah, and but, but previously I suppose you know in reference to last summer maybe is there Richie Towell coming back or like you know, they're, they're and it depends they on haven't long. gone mad in their recruitment this winter like do you know what I mean we they, haven't mentioned Pico Lopez as well who, yeah. uh, will he definitely say anything Dan um, well, I mean, I think I don't think Anton's going to happen before the start of the season. Mm. You know, what I mean, in terms of the, the transfer window is closed in most countries. Yeah. He, if they he missed does, him massively. If he does, if he does have some interest from Europe, the European transfer window in most places is closed, unless I'm mistaken. So mm. it will be the summer. So they'll have him. For, he for he showcased himself really well. He was excellent. Yeah, you know, in he fairness, like if you if you're watching videos of players and you know you present at the clubs, he did showcase himself really mm. well. But look, you know. It depends on, on the on the longevity of contracts at Rovers. And I know Stephen spoke about fellas being on 52-week contracts in two and three years. And that's brilliant. And that's where the league needs to go. And it's the stability of that for players and, and clubs as well. But, you know, you don't know what players are left. Have Some players got one one year left, have two years. So all that's the business being done at Shamrock Rovers with all the players there. But Are you look, looking forward to the season? I can't wait, Johnny. Mm. I, I have to be honest. And I, 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 I'd say that's across the board for everyone supporters Kenny Cunningham this morning was raving about the new season saying yeah. he looks forward to more than the Premier League you know yeah. we've been starved like like everyone and now we're, we're getting back we're getting back a little bit later now and so I just I, I hopefully think that the crowds will definitely turn out you know yeah. and and I just think the style of football that's played is good mm. we get it down people play it the good young players and it's it's entertainment it's a proper night out you know mm. you go out you can go and enjoy it and uh what was the five and a half thousand at the President's Cup? Yeah, the yeah. highest you know, ever. And actually, it was a horrible night. It would have been yeah. bigger only for that. Dan, there was a question about uh, Johnny Max, kind of, um, I think his general role in, in underage football at the moment. And I, if I can find the tweet, um, I get, to paraphrase. I'd be interested to hear what Johnny thinks about underage football and the role mm. he feels Belvedere, where obviously you, you have the involvement now, etc., have now. And does he agree with the League of Ireland underage setup? Uh, he's probably in a good place to answer as, as you've had a foot in both camps. Yeah, well, you know, coming from the the, the professional background of, of the League of Ireland and then dropping my back. So I've done a full circle. I'm working with under eight some, some days and some nights mm-hmm. under tens. But I think in fairness to the FAI, they've they pushed it up to the 14s. They've breached that gap mm-hmm. between 13s and 15s from the physical side of it as well. 
but from from Belvedere side and and I'm sure like the likes of Home Farms and Kevin's and and, and the Skillboy Clubs and Joey's and all the clubs all over the country. I just mentioned them that. We're kind of now, this is in place. The National League is now in place with 14s, 15s, 17s and 19s. That's there. It's not going away. No, it ain't going away. And it's there. And, you know, so from our point of view, we're looking at bringing our players through and developing them from under eights up to under 14s. So I think that's where the schoolboy clubs are at now, whereas before you were bringing them through up to 16s, 17s, 18s. What's in it for the schoolboy clubs then? What's in it? It's the development of the players, Johnny. I mean, mm. developing the players, uh, getting them through and getting financial reward for, for, for training the players. Mm. You just mm. training, you know, you, you get your money for bringing the players through from mm. the age. So the extra year is definitely would have, would have helped all the clubs, the, the schoolboy clubs. So if a player goes at 14 to Shamrock Rovers, because we're talking about Shamrock Rovers, and that player then goes to sign for a club in England, well, then there's the kickback from, from all their back down you know, to the training programs to the to schoolboy league clubs. How but, long does that go back down? Actually, like I, I, I generally tw- don't. I, I think it's twelve, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not the compensation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. The twelve okay. year. Yeah. The year. It's the year of the birthday. But obviously, the you know, it 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 rises at sort of fifteen, sixteen. And there's okay. a lot. There's a lot to chain. The Brexit has obviously brought then year seventeen into it as well, yes. which generally. Mm. The kids will be gone mm. you know a lot of the better ones will but be I gone, think like. what happens then is with the players and to answer that the, the question that came in from from the tweet is that you know our focus now is from 8s up to 14s okay we still have teams at 15, 16, 17s there's always late developers but can they jump in like say another 15s National League team might have picked a player and they didn't pick Johnny Ward say they need to keep an eye on them, you know, but are the league strong enough for 15s that, mm. you know, are, does is it enough for that player? Is he too good for the DDSL? Where does he go? Mm. That, yeah. You know, mm. are we losing him? So can they jump in and out? So a fella at 15 might go back into National League at 17, but he needs to stay playing with Belvedere Home mm. Farm or whatever the skill with clubs is. You know, does, is it enough for him? Does it... Is there enough there for them to keep going? Does yeah, it drop there's, off? there's a lot of layers to this issue, and there's a Dublin issue, and there's a it's different in parts of the country as well. You know, where uh, there's parts of the country where the league exists around one team. Like yeah. I think Sligo was a very good working example where their relationship with the local league is such that you know it's it's you see with John Mahon going this year, and um, you know you see references to his former club. Obviously, Dublin's a lot more complex. There's a lot more badges and identities and personalities and characters. Now, tell me this, right? Did you... Come into me, come back to me on that point, sorry. Because you've got to look at this in a parallel as well. So we're, we're trying to develop the players, but we're also trying to develop the coaches. And when you run them parallel, what happens then is the coaches then at 14 are going also to the Drottas, the Dundalks, mm. to, to be assistant coaches, if they're good coaches. So they're not only taking the players, they're taking the coaches into the National League. So, and that's just the way it's going to be. I, I I don't think you can fight it. Like, you mm. can ask Daniel and John, Johnny to stay with Belvedere. And so, so if he stays at Belvedere... What's he, there for him? Like, yeah, what's there from a 15 and 16? The players are kind of from the major leagues, if, if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm. So... The players, so we've, we're developing our coaches and our players up to 14 or 15, and then we're expecting they, they go. Mm. 
I think the 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 flashpoint and it's like this is our first show of the season and there's so much happened over the winter that people we're going to have to come back to a lot of it in future weeks because the whole under 14 league situation the League of Ireland strategic plan or sorry the FAI strategic plan that was released where does the league stand in that um, but the, the under 14 one is particularly divisive because the whole point was they wanted so the FAI board made the decision to to push, push the start of the under 14 until the summer but obviously numbers hundreds of players had agreements to join League of Ireland yeah. clubs and, and, no, a, and a lot of them have gone through with their moves now regardless were you in that situation as a club have you lost like players from a, uh, I, will, will Belvedere players be playing in this under 14 friendly league that's starting in some of the players we, Air 14 we, we lost some of the players and in fairness to the clubs that the players went to uh, I have to say they done everything right and okay. everything was done proper and they had signed and then this just came out afterwards so we, we don't we don't need a few players that went wasn't too bad okay no so yeah. they but they're, but they're going to go through with, with what you said Daniel they'll stay with, with, with the national league clubs and they'll play their friendlies or whatever it might be so uh, yes, yeah, you know they're not going to go back. I don't think the player's going to go back. How important is the director of football appointment that the FAI make now? Like in terms of, we know you seem to have quite a because you've you've a foot in both camps and you have a quite a realistic approach there and what you say. The players are going to go. That isn't shared by everyone working in school by football. There's a bit more resistance in areas of what's happening. Like this director of football appointment, the next rude doctor. I mean, it is significant. Because there's, 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 there's mayhem in the schoolboys wing. There's people resigning. There's all sorts of yeah. stuff happening with the SFEI. Had their AGM last week. Like, it's a kind of fractured world, you know. And you see stuff going back and forth between personalities. Like, it is a big job landing at someone's desk here. Yeah, okay. So, football is about footballers. It's about players. Yes, yeah. I agree. 100%. And we've egos and we fellas on boards and all this. Uh, and as you said a couple of minutes ago, this National League is here. So the director of football now needs to be able to work with both parties. He needs to be able to see the the pluses and the minuses for, for both sides, and he needs to be able to pull them together. So he needs to work with the players, like. But 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 he needs to be able to pull everyone mm. together and sit down at tables and work it out. But I I did it, sorry I did a lot of stuff about that under fourteen league at the time. Yeah. And in fairness, to League of Ireland academy lads, they they made this point over and over. It's about the players, about the players. But that's players, what players. I said straight away. Yeah. But. It, Primarily, this is about how the players will come through and play at under fifteen, under sixteen international, under seventeen mm. international, under nineteen international. That's 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 the outcome. That's where you mm. want to get it. So they need to get it right underneath. You mm. know. Uh, In your mind, does it need to be an Irish person, or does that matter? I think I think it needs to be somebody that understands, yeah. you know, the, the the culture here. The DDSL have done this for fifty years mm, or whatever it mm. might be. The Brentford leagues, all the the Sligo leagues. So they need to understand what pe- they can't just come in and pull the rug. But look, change is fear, isn't it? And you know, mm. it, it's it's about the players developing. And with parents, they're not going to they're not going to stop their child going to Pats or Sligo. Or a lot of them wanted to go through with it, yeah. which might have surprised some people. Yeah. Obviously, the whole line is they don't want to leave their mates and their team. But as you can see, hundreds of them have no, gone I, through. They wanted to play for the League of Ireland yeah. club. You know? And look, I look at, say, the 14s. We, we've, we've a really good on the 14s team now at the moment who, who play up a league as well. And they're well able to play on the 14s. And they've played a couple of National League teams on the 14 league teams and only lost 1-0, 2-1 mm, to them. Mm. So... We're trying to keep that team together so they can go off maybe in bulk somewhere to 
a team somewhere. Mm. So, because what happens is one player leaves, Daniel, as you just said. Yeah. So Daniel McDonald says, no, only take me up there. He's going to Shamrock Rovers or Pats or Bowers or Sligo or whatever it is. And then the next player goes, well, if he's gone, I'm going as well. Yeah. So, and then it just, the, the team goes, right? Complete domino effect. So the parents will want to give their child the best chance to be a professional footballer. Let's put it like that. Let's not name players' names to be the next whatever. And we all know, and I've said this to parents in Belvedere, and you'll say it, the percentage of players that make it is is really, really small. Mm. But the other side of that is, the Roy Keynes and the Damien Duffs wouldn't have made it, Wes Hewlands, because if if the situation was now, because they were small, they wouldn't have been able to mm. develop. They developed late. Yeah. We do not have a platform for them to develop late. I don't think so anyway. Mm. It, there's not enough there to... Uh, to stimulate them when they, if, if they don't make the gaps 15s. For, there's too yeah. many gaps for people to fall through. I think mm. that's obviously... And the, the, the problem with this situation is that we know deep down that if there was more finance in this country, the system we have there wouldn't be in place. Do you know, like, if you were doing it right, you would have... 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Now, you do see, I saw there was stuff announced last week, the, the Will Clark, the underage leagues. They're trying to address things about playing time, you know, players coming back out of age and playing in a younger and age. And that's getting towards some of the thinking I think we need. Like, you know, I, 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 One of my ideas was was that, say, with the, with the 15s, they say, that they, you know, I say there's 12 teams or 13 teams, I'm sorry, and they, that they, they have a squad of players that were left over, that weren't picked. Mm. And they played them on the, on the idle week, Daniel. That they're, yeah. they're still there. So somebody takes them and they go, yeah, well, this is the uh, southern part of the country's team. This is the northern part. And they come in and they play once a month. So the Rovers, Pats, Bowles, like, they can still see these players performing against their own players. Yeah. And they go, oh, wow, we made a mistake here with Johnny Ward or whatever. And we just think that gives their that kid hope. give them yeah, hope and he'll still play for Belvedere and Kevin's on home farm and whatever it might be in Galway and it gives him that hope that he's still involved and the coaches and the clubs might go wow we did make a mistake and there's still room for that it's, late development I don't is, know whether um, that makes sense you know it does it, it, it's, it's happened so fast as well and clubs have to have the resources that it's 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 still going to develop as, I guess as years come I think we're going to have to wrap up yeah with last thing for you who, who wins the league as well, you, well I think he's given us his prediction he said there's streets ahead so it'd be a big surprise if he suddenly said oh, Pat's actually win it but, but Pat's the, is it the, the, the the game on Friday in Talca, are you, is that where you're headed for on Friday? Or? Uh, shells, yeah. What, what do you, every, listen, everyone has an opinion on, as a curiosity about Damien Duff. I mean, what do you make of Damien Duff coming into the league and actually at senior management it level? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. people it have does, seen See, him. people think Damien Duff is a coach. Yeah. And Damien, people are talking about Damien. I'm sure he's fed up with people talking about yeah. him. He's a coach coming into a league, a national league. He's a job to do. If he does it well, brilliant. So you're sort of saying, get over it, that he's yeah. here. And he's probably saying the same. Yeah. Just let me get on with my job. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, oh, it's great. Damien Duff, 950,000 caps for Ireland. Da-da-da. Champions <laughs> League, blah, blah. He doesn't want to. He just wants to concentrate on getting his team together, making sure Shelbourne stay in the Premier League, whatever they have to do. And him as a coach, he's not Damien Duff the football. He's Damien Duff now as a coach. He's taken off the footballer's cap and he's now a coach. So, I, if that was me, that's why I would be thinking. It's Damien Duff, the coach at Shelbourne. He's no different than Tim Clancy. or He's no, he's, an, he's a name in, as a player. Yeah, He's not as a coach. And I think Damien, Damien he would understand what, what I'm saying. But you saying. can understand the interest, though. I mean, it is like... Yeah, but yeah. Is it, why is there no interest in Ollie Horgan? 
but, but, uh, but this we've had, no, but you know what I'm saying? But we've had yeah. we had this chat earlier on, but we have to. I think you have to embrace an element as well. There's people yeah. who would not go to League of Ireland who now see that Damien because it's sexy. Yeah, well, they see, but yeah, but we're but that's good. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, you know, like it's it's why is why is Michael Owen an ambassador and yeah. yeah. for GSV but, Ventures? Why aren't they paying a brilliant coach? Yeah. It's so like of, you know, it's part so, of the business. so it's part of the yeah. like the front of house yeah. recognition house, yeah. you have. And I think you know we 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 constantly talk about getting more people going to our games and stuff. And if you have someone who is one of like Damien Duff a couple of weeks ago was one of the Champions League pundits in RTE or the you know the big. So say he loses his four six matches, it's going to be tough for couple. Yeah, of that's and that's but, what he's looking at. But he's, it's the great leveler. I yeah, understand, yeah, and yeah. he probably hates the fuss. But yeah, you know yeah. what? Does he go in if he goes in to RTE and talks about contract to say actually pay me the same as everyone else because I just want to be a pundit like everyone else? Or do you use your star power I, for something? You know what I, I mean? Think, I think people might be saying that. He could have maybe went somewhere else and he was at Celtic and whatever. He could go somewhere yeah. else and he's come in here and he's, you know. It's interesting. He's I come into Shelton, yeah. he's going, I'm going to yeah. do this here and he's going to do it the best of his ability. And I think the best of luck to him, I really do. I'm delighted he's in and the best of luck to him. I think we need Ollie Horgan on the, I mean, Ollie Horgan on the Champions League panel on RTE would be good. Maybe we should bring that into it as well, you know? Get, get the rest of them he out there. He didn't get anywhere stage. near enough credit for his own football management ability. Ollie Horgan, of course. Yeah, played yeah. the best football of all last season. Um, I Very, very briefly though, and Dan takes piss out of me, I think the serious standard of managers in the league, we don't have any Irish managers in England anymore. They have to manage somewhere. Yeah. They have to. Tim Clancy's well, well, hungry. Steve. When you when you put up a job, if if a job comes up, you know, opportunity. There's people looking from everywhere to come mm. in here and apply their trade. Most yeah. fellas that apply their trade here and have done well have went on to do well because they've learned a really good trade here mm. and they they went on to do well in, in in other places. Brilliant having you in, Johnny Mac. Superb. Yeah, thanks, Johnny Mac, uh, for coming in. Very, very interesting times at St. Patrick's. Lelic, he wasn't telling any state secrets about what was said in that plane to Karachi, Dan. It probably is a state secret somewhere, mm. you know. Mm. Is it time for a mystery? Is it time? for a mystery voice? If you're in the air anyway, you're in under different. What what border are you in when you're in the sky? If you know what I mean. Wasn't well, that the thing when Ireland played Iran years ago? That once they left the Iranian borders after qualifying for the World Cup that time, they could have they could have a drink once they left airspace. You know so. I don't know, maybe yeah. once, you're in, once you're in particular airspace, probably you're governed by whatever happens there, you know? Yeah. What were you saying there anyway? States of airspace in this show. Um, yeah. It's time for the mystery voice. The mystery you're you're skeptical about how this is going to work. Well, we will, okay, well, you're the, you're the man behind the plan. I want you to introduce this then. Yeah, okay, this is the mystery voice. This is just, uh, you know, current or lapsed League of Ireland personality. Uh, excuse me, no, no. See, the big problem that we have with you is that you're you're... You just love league giving hints. You love giving it's hints. A league, it's something to do with the League of Ireland. That's it. What's like. your name? A lapsed personality. He, he or she may not even play in the League of Ireland anymore. Probably he. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just introducing it. Do, do, how does, the, person, a lot of how does the personality lapse? Um, well, <laughs> you're looking at one. <laughs> but uh, um, It's the cup final. So, <laughs> so yeah, and it's not like the radio. Oh, let's hear that again. Because this format now, you can just rewind. and you know. So if, if you're so not what's sure what's this voice is, doing? Um, oh yeah, well, he's going to actually um, read out a very brief lyric of a song, which I think is, I think that was Derek Kyo, our producer, is back in the helm. That was his idea. It's better than anything we came up with. <laughs> and essentially what happens here is you respond on our Twitter or Insta um, pages and you give your answer. What's the prize? And the prize uh, is, and I think this prize is actually going to um, very much appeal to... Uh, our standard type of audience, we have the mixed case, which is effectively four by 440 ml cans, courtesy of the Porterhouse. Drink them slowly. Drink, Drink them slowly and, ga- and gamble, sorry, 
drink responsibly. I'm so used to saying that on uh, on uh, on the other podcast. Okay, so this Not is the FBI one. To be fair, <laughs> you wouldn't have that sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> this is with the mystery voice. You're sort of turning into Ken Brockman. No, what's yeah. that? Troy McClure. That's what you're going to be by you the end of it. Me you may remember me from such promos as Man versus Nature: <laughs> The Road to Victory. Um, here is the mystery voice for week one. Yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And do you think that was easy, Dan? Well, well then, then we do you know go. the song? Um, can you guess the song? Well, I think everyone knows the song, to be fair. There's no Spice Girls. Uh, off him, is there? No, no, no Spice. Johnny Mac did a song on, didn't he do it on LOI Weekly back in LOI Weekly on Soccer Republic back in the day? Didn't Johnny Mac and Dave Hill... Do a song Dave together. Hill. Dave Barry do Steve Hill. Did, didn't Johnny, they you're dress up literally as, all over the shop in the last five minutes. Didn't they, <laughs> didn't they dress up as Right Said Fred? Isn't it, I think I think you can find that on YouTube. I'm too actually. sexy. Um, Dave Barry. Although he's not big on the sexy Damien Duff. He was more of a Right, no. right Said Fred. That's no. the old League of Ireland. It's like, oh. Uh, it's, this is our... Uh, uh, it's our field. Duffer probably has a lot to lose with this job. That's the interesting thing. And that's why he's probably trying to deflect a bit as well. Like, uh, maybe he has nothing to lose. He's a lot. Well, maybe he doesn't. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, if he wants to live in Ireland, and if he wants to, mm. you have to give it a go. It's compelling stuff. The first division fixtures this week, and there were four fixtures a week because we've uh, nine teams: Bray Wanderers, Cork City, Wexford Treaty, at Lone Watford, Longford, Cove Ramblers. I think it's a low key enough start. Not the case at all in the Premier Division. Uh, both of us in Talca Park, uh, Shell St. Pat's Athletic, Dundalk, Derry City. Shamrock Rovers UCD Finn Harps well, there used to be fans of the Shamrock Rovers UCD game yeah um, um, Finn Harps and, and as Johnny Saturday, said Sligo and Bowes yeah. Sligo and Bowes and Bowes have sold out their tickets for yeah that. and our friends from Future Ticketing are they've, they've given us some details to, to back up some of these uh, yeah figures. so in terms of uh, my uh, rampant enthusiasm for uh, the League of Ireland season it's actually backed up by the fact that there are record season ticket sales for League of Ireland clubs um, 600,000 attendances expected this season Future Ticketing reported uh, record ticket sales across their partner clubs for the League of Ireland which kicks off Friday uh, over 15,000 season tickets have already been processed through the Future Ticketing digital platform for our nine SC Electricity uh, League of Ireland Division clubs. And obviously Cork City isn't on the Future Ticketing bracket as well. So that's, you know, a lot of big uh, clubs selling well. Galway United selling really well. I know that for a fact. Um, what's sort of crowd on Friday, Dan Talca? What's the I'm situation I'm actually not sure. What there yeah. is. I, I'll find this out tomorrow because obviously mm. parts of it have been closed off. But the Pats fans, I think, are going in behind the goal now. Yeah. Uh, where there's no seats. So, you know, standing room might give you more space. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. But I, the tickets were still for sale as of yesterday because I, I live quite close to there now. So I've had a few people on to me sort of in the locality about going. And tickets are still available. Mm. But I think, I think Duff is doing some press this week and I think that'll I mean this stuff does matter no matter what anyone says oh, it's massive it does matter. it's great and, and, and you can't you can't uh, you can't deny that you're expecting Shamrock Rovers to win the league then oh no I am yeah, yeah I am I find it hard to I think it's hard to make a definitive case who's your biggest challenge for who the challenger is well that's the thing I I think Derry if McElhenney if Patrick McElhenney can maintain the standard of fitness that he had last summer around the V-Test game and it was like four or five weeks there where it was like, this is McElhenney, he is back. If he can have that for a season, that's a massive asset for any team. Like he's probably, um, along with Jack Byrne, like, you know, they'd be the best players in the league, I think. It's just, 
Jack, when he's been here, has been fit all the time almost, you know, whereas McElhenney, and I think Jack Byrne would say himself how talented McElhenney can be. So someone like that can elevate a team if Duffy's back at, at his sort of full capacity as well. Um, but Pat's a, a bit, I, I, I had this out with you, like I think analysing the President's Cup too much is a waste of time. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes analysing the first game of the season too much yeah. can be a waste of time. But in, in saying that, um, you know, the Pat's, it seemed like they caused Rovers some problems and, and even winning the ball high up the pitch. And like Rovers have, Rovers have to be conscious. And it's one thing I would be saying that they've, they have a defined way of playing. And they've played that way for a couple of years. But then obviously teams are no more about what to expect when they play them. Um, so you always have to try and evolve. And I kind of wonder at the end of the season, will, will Rovers be playing the same system that they're playing? now mm. like you could you could you know sometimes things hit a shelf life where you need to mix it up a bit too i'll have a go at the the top five in this order uh rovers pat Derry, bows dundalk so you're not you're knocking sligo rovers out of it it'll be tough for sligo it'll Sli- be tough but again it's, as again, you say it's hard to call they've for taken a punt on some sligo players going into from, europe as well they've, they've, lost ta- two, the they've taken a punt on some players from outside the league mm. i i'm not saying i totally disagree with Bowes are talking. hard to call. The Dock are hard to call. Yeah, very um, hard to call. Shells are hard to call. I think Sligo are maybe a little bit forgotten. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. qualify for Europe last year. Last two years, yeah. enough, but they, I mean, they lost Kenny, they lost Matt, and they've, they've had a turnover. It just depends. Like, one or two of these players they've brought in could take off and be, like, a success, you know, be a sort of an import, like a Joseph and Doe, who's just suddenly amazing. But until you see them, it's hard to predict that that's the case. Do you think you know? the mystery voice is going to be a success? I don't know. You're... you're We'll see next week. I just, I just have a bad feeling that by around week six of the mystery voice is just going to be some taxi driver you brought here. Johnny Mac. Day. Who's the who's the mystery voice here? And it's like, oh, this is the yeah. He just gave me a lift across here. You know. Yeah. Like we need people to enter these competitions. We need people to uh, as well to like um, give us a subscribe review on on iTunes. If mm. you're into. There's all sorts of different platforms we're on now. Um, you know, we're on Spotify great to be back. and. You know, great SoundCloud to be back. and yeah. all of them. It, it, it is great to be back. I think sometimes the first show of a season is is there's a lot to cover because so much has happened and it's it can be a little bit all over the shop sometimes because you're trying to give a mention to so many different things that have happened across the winter and obviously people might be looking for us to get back to some to specific topics and questions they might want raised and discussed in the coming weeks but as is always the case there's a lot to cover in the first week but we'll have a, a round of games at the weekend they will develop their own talking points and stories and we'll come back to some and we have again. a new team tune at the start as a well. new team tune apparently mm-hmm. as well it's not just going to be just not just going to be you singing fai propaganda of some description you know some kind of <laughs> fai you know you are the man from the, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I don't that. even know what to say for that. No, you're uh, I, I'm, I'm, board. I'm looking forward to Friday night, and uh, yeah, um, obviously we're, we're we're plugging that little show as well afterwards. If you are involved, and well, you it. are planning as well at some stage this year. We are planning to do some uh, kind live, of live show this um, year. Which we've had we've had some comments about that mm. in the off season um, from people, and I mean the great thing about this season is we do have full crowds from the start. Uh, we haven't we haven't mentioned the, the COVID word once today. I don't think have we. So just once, um, maybe just once. So mm. we're we're hoping. Who that would you like we in a live show? Molly ho- Horgan. We just have a series of mystery voice just pumped through. <laughs> <laughs> just Twenty people, quid people, for that. People just <laughs> sit and sit in the room with a series of voices like pumped mm. through, and that's it. You know. Um, oh yeah, and finally, Galway United have brought out the tribal beer. So we are a football club now. We have our own beer. Uh, who named us? It was me. Uh, it was me. Haven't had a taste of it yet. I haven't been down home. Um, but you know, it's uh, 
bitter and it's, you know, bit like goes yourself. Off very, goes off very quickly. Bit like yourself, probably an acquired taste. Anyway, we'll be back next week.